Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a weekly program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. This program is brought to you by Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and for the next half hour, I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will help you expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. So many are tired of trying harder to live the Christian life. I've got great news for you. You can stop trying. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Thank you for tuning in to Still Growing in Grace. I hope you're following along in this awesome series. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we began talking about uh, misconceptions that we have of who we think God is. And we receive these messages of who God is from many sources, from family members, from certain religions, from church, from reading Bible stories, from the Bible. Uh, some are good, some are not good, some are accurate, some are not, some are incomplete. And none of us have the absolute complete picture. But what if the scriptures reveal some really good news that helps us unclog our filter and allow us to see God more for who he is, to create a more hope-filled perspective that will draw us towards him, not repel us from him. Uh, last week, we talked about the idea of God not being distant. And I want to take a look at Acts chapter 17 today and see how Paul what his view was, what his perspective was. The story begins with Paul on a place called Mars Hill. It was a place of many, many gods, all statues of all kinds of gods. And so he looks through them, walks past them, and he sees one called to the unknown God. And he asks, I know this God. Can I tell you about him? So he begins to speak and listen to this. He speaks to unbelievers. He knows there are unbelievers listening to what he's about to say. Again, if you didn't catch this before, you got to catch this. This is really profound. He writes in Acts 17 verse 27, for in him we live and move and exist, even as some of your own poets have said. This is good news, for we also are his children. He's telling everybody there, whether you believe in God or not, that we all live and move and exist in him and that we're all God's children. This is Paul. I'm not making this up. This is pretty profound. I'm going to read the same thing to you from the Passion Translation. This, this may change your view. Remember, we were talking about God not being distant. Well, how can you be distant uh, from a God you're in? You are in Him, living, moving, and existing. So there's no such thing as separation or distance. So the Passion Translation says it like this. He is the God who is easy to discover, or the God that's not far from each one of us. It is through him that we live and function and have our identity, just as your own poets have said. And Paul's quoting some classical Greek writers. Uh, and then he continues, our lineage comes from him. We're all children of God, or our lineage comes from him, the same source. 
Have you ever looked at unbelievers and thought us versus them were in they're not? Hmm. Maybe we need to rethink this. Maybe the system of religion has brainwashed us to walk in dualism, to walk in separation that there's an us versus them. Well, there's a lot of wars that have been uh, fought on this trajectory. But this is a powerful picture for the Apostle Paul to say that. He goes even further. He's talking about God in uh, Galatians as already have been in him. When he was telling his testimony, he didn't say, oh man, I was excited. I met Jesus. I was so lost and then I discovered him and then he came to me. He didn't say that at all. The idea of finding Jesus, listen to what he says. This is how he, Paul, the writer of the New Testament, most of the, most of the New Testament, he says this, Galatians 1, 15 to 16, but then God called me by his grace and in love, he chose me from the birth, from my birth to be his. God's grace unveiled his son in me so that I would proclaim him to the non-Jewish people of the world. After I had this encounter, I kept it a secret for some time. I shared it with no one. Was Paul distant from God? Was God apart from Paul before his experiential change? The experience of, of God meeting him? No. He said God was revealed in me. I know amazing people have come to faith, not because somebody told them some good news and they believed and responded to it, but rather the voice came from inside them. In them, God was revealed. You're going to find a couple of scriptures that are going to really hit this one home. Ephesians 3, 14 to 20. This is, this is a great uh, text to look at if you're trying to see, wait a minute, where is God? Am I distant from him? Um, what's Paul trying to say to us? In Ephesians 3, he says, so I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. Let's pause there for just a moment. I just saw something that I liked. If he is the perfect father, then to those of you who have not had perfect fathers or absent fathers, horrible fathers, abusive fathers, you name it, make your list. If there is a burned past that you're, you've walked through. This text is reminding you who your true father is. It is your heavenly father who is perfect and is the perfect father for everyone. Then he goes on to say, and I pray, here it is, that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. He wants God, to Christ in you, to be unveiled. The one who is there, unveiled. If you've been wondering where Christ is, he's in you. And he wants to unveil himself uh, in you. Verse 17, then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. 
amazing good news. It keeps going, verse 18 and 19. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring, how inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. Again, this is the focus right now is on there is no distance. There is no separation. He's in you. Never doubt God's mighty work in you and accomplish. He'll accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. He's speaking of the energy in you, the power in you, Christ in in you, as that's being unveiled, it's going to become a powerhouse of life change that you never saw coming. His love is bigger, deeper, wider, higher. Uh, it is inconceivable. It's so big. You think you've got an understanding of how big God's love is. And it's much, much more than that. You've barely scratched the surface, even if you think it's good news. This next text I'm going to dig into comes from Colossians chapter 1. This text is filled with excessive richness. I'm making a powerful case in, with this particular text in favor of there not being any distance from anyone. That God is not distant from anything or anyone. Listen carefully. As the illusion of separation is going to be dispelled in just this text. Today's a day of great news. Listen carefully. Colossians 1 Go home, read it on your own. Make sure I'm not making this up. It says in Colossians 1 verse 15, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things that we can see, the things we can't see, such as thrones or kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Okay, before I hit the Grand Slam verse, I want to go back for just a minute. Did you realize who the creator was? I, If I was doing a quiz or a while back, if I were, were to write a test, and one of the questions would be, who created the world? The Holy Spirit, God the Father, or Jesus? I would immediately say the Father. I would say God the Father did. Yeah. Well, we just read clearly. It was Christ, Jesus the Christ, who created all things. God created through Christ. This is a very big deal. Now, here is the going for the jugular scientific proof 
No one is separated from God. This is the objective reality, the for sure guarantee. Listen to this. Verse 17, Colossians 1. And he holds all creation together. He holds all of creation together. Or one translation says, in him all things exist and all things are held together by him. Well, if God created your neighbor, that person's being held together by God. There's no distance. God is literally holding every piece, every molecule, every the, the smallest possible thing God holds that together. We're made up of a whole bunch of them. Uh, this remote I'm holding is held together by plastics, but it's really made up of molecules. And those molecules are being held together by God. No one, nothing is separated from God. There isn't a person you can think of that is distant from God. They may be walking in darkness. They may be absolutely blind to that reality. They may not see the unveiling of God and what he has done in them because his light shines through them. We're going to cover that next week. That'll be really exciting. You'll love that one. But the idea of Christ holds all things together, there is no distance. There's nothing that separates us from the love of God because he holds all things together. Let's repent. Won't you? Won't you join me right now and repent? Believe something different. Do a 180. If you thought God is separated from people that don't believe in him, he is not. The scriptures have just shown us God is connected to his very creation and he loves his creation. Join me back in the second half of the program as we continue to dig in that God is not distant from anyone. Family run, family owned. So their focus is on you. Conestoga Lodge Retirement Residence is a full-service retirement home in Kitchener. And you'll be impressed to know that they are not a big corporate chain. They're quality-driven with a focus on each and every individual. Conestoga Lodge offers permanent and short-term stays. To book a free, no-obligation tour, you can call 519-576-2140 or visit online at conestogalodge.com. Are you looking for an encouraging church where you'll discover hope in God who truly loves and accepts you? Hope Fellowship in North Waterloo meets every Sunday at 1030 and the great coffee is only the first thing you'll appreciate. If you're looking for a safe place, a relaxed community of people who want to grow in the freedom of God's grace, welcome to Hope Fellowship, second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. Learn more at hopefellowshipycc.com and they do have that great coffee. So if God is not distant from anyone, what does that mean for what we have been taught? Have you and I been taught that God is separated from you? I've read little tracts that are handed out uh, in, in public. I used to hand them out myself. But it begins with, you are separated from God. And they make it sound like it's an objective thing, that God is absolutely distant and running from them because they don't believe. That is not true. The scriptures are revealing to us there's no such thing as literal separation. This has ramifications for how we see each other, how we see people of different faiths, how we see our neighbors, our co-workers, how we view circumstances that come our way and, and how evil comes through distortion. 
we get to see darkness in people and darkness being acted out, but that does not mean God is separated from them. This is an important message today. I'm going to continue in Colossians 1, uh, verse 19. It says, For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. Oh, oh my goodness, did you just hear that? How many times have you been told that God lived in Christ? I'm sorry, I don't remember a single Sunday school story like that. But right here in verse 19, it says, For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Oh, now, if you've not heard that text like that before, um, today could be a very good day for you. I'm bringing you good news of great joy that is for all people. God was in Christ. Now, keep in mind of something that we can see in the book of John. Uh, if we look for a pattern of how Jesus lived, uh, Jesus regularly said, as we've, we've covered this earlier, that he abided in his Father, and it was not him doing the work, as we read in Acts. It says in Acts, it was God doing the miracles and signs and wonders through Christ as Jesus was abiding in his Father. So, his father was the power source in him. And here we just read in Colossians, it begins with, God was in Christ. And he made peace. He made peace for everything. He reconciled. He didn't say, I am reconciling, if you say the right words. It says, God reconciled some things. Maybe those who say the prayer, no. The text says, he reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by the means of Christ's blood on the cross. <clears throat> Verse 21 is going to really excite you. It says, this includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and desires. Uh-oh, maybe we should read that line a little slower. Maybe there's a revelation here, because I believe this verse has been used to prove we are separated from God. Well, let's look a little closer. Again, verse 21 it, it says, this includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies separated from him by your evil thoughts and desires. It was the evil thoughts and desires that created the separation. Where do those take place? In the mind. It's in our mind that we're separated. We're not seeing clearly. And then we act this out and look like non-believers. Like, this, we were far away, but Christ has come and he has brought us near by the blood that was spilled. You were once far away. You're not. In verse 22, it says, Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. 
this is where it took place. The reconciliation took place at the cross. That, that's what Easter's about. It's the, the reconciliation having taken place, the great rejoicing. It all happened here, as the text says in, in Colossians 1.22, yet now he has, past tense, reconciled you from or to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. I have a funny feeling somebody needs to hear this today. I believe there are many believers who see themselves as blamed, unholy, that we're filled with faults, that there's something lacking in us, that we're shameful, that we're not acceptable because of bad choices we've made, bad thinking we've had. And, and it's that that causes a false separation or a sense of separation, again, in the mind is where that separation was taking place. This text in Colossians 1, it says, as a result of what has happened, past tense, he brought you into his presence. You are in the presence of God right now. If you're just watching this on YouTube, if you're driving in the car listening to this on the radio, if you're doing whatever and listening to this on a podcast, God is right there with you right now. It's impossible for him to be absent. He's brought you into his presence and he's declared you holy. You are holy. You don't have to try to get holy. I remember reading a book uh, a long time ago called... Um, it was kind of like how to be holy or uh, uh, pursuing it. I forget what it was called, but it implied I wasn't. Therefore, I needed to be. There are so many books out there that begin with what you lack and then try and teach you how to get what you think you're lacking when all along you have had it. You have everything you need from God right now dwelling in you in the person of Christ who is not distant from you, but holding you, hugging you, dancing over you with joy. You're blameless. He's not counting your sins against you. You might be, but he is not. He has absolutely forgiven you. You are an absolutely forgiven person. We're going to cover that really soon and get into the details of what that forgiveness is. And how, how can we see in Scripture that we really are? How can I know I'm absolutely forgiven? There are many texts in Scripture that will reveal that to you. But right here, this tells you, you are holy and blameless as you stand before him. Listen to this, without a single fault. No fault. None. In verse 23, it says, But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. 
Paul knows right away as he's writing that people are, are if you're not going to believe this, it's going to be of no benefit to you. So he says, you must continue to believe because we will act out according to our belief. Whatever you believe about God, you will live. Whatever you believe about yourself, you will live that out. If you think you're worthless and you you got so many faults that are that are before your resume of, of terrible activities are is, is like a mile long. Uh, seriously, if you believe that, you're going to act like it. You're going to live like it. Well, how about we change our thinking? And then we get to see we are righteous, holy, pure, without fault, forgiven. And as we believe it, we stand firmly in it. And Paul tells us, don't drift away from the assurance you received when you first heard the good news. <laughs> I love this next one. Verse 26. The message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now has been revealed to God's people. And here's the favorite verse that hit me years ago. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. Here it is. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. This gives the assurance. So we tell others about Christ. We warn everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. Are you getting tired of hearing in Christ today? <laughs> I'm not. We're not hearing this enough. Too many have been taught that God is not in them. It was a secret. They never knew that. And Paul says this. It's now been revealed. Christ lives in you. The cat's out of the bag. It's no longer a secret. So why do we tell people anything different? I think we tell people that God is distant from them because it makes us feel better. And we're also not seeing a clear picture. But I challenge you, take a look at this simple text Colossians 1. Go back and read the scriptures I've already shared in this program and see for yourself with your own eyes. Read it over multiple translations and let the joy and life of Christ get you excited. It's going to blow your mind. Well, next week we're going to continue in this series of who God is and we're going to deal with the topic of God is love. I hope you'll join me again. Uh, tune in next week either on YouTube or here in the podcast or on the radio. Thanks for joining us. Martin Small Engines and Auto Clinic in Elmira is more than small engines. Like their name says, Martin's is also a full-service auto clinic focused on automotive repair and service, brakes, tires, local lockout service, and so much more. Whatever you need, Martin's can do it. For that small-town feel with large shop quality, trust a team that really cares. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic, Industrial Drive Elmira and martinselmira.com. Looking for a real estate agent that will put your needs before his? Terry Van Lenth is just that agent. Caring and honest are just two of Terry's best qualities, and they shine through in his real estate career. As a longtime resident of Waterloo Region, Terry is well acquainted with the area and its multitude of attractive amenities. For an agent that cares, call Terry Van Lenth at Coldwell Banker Peter Benninger Realty, 519-742-5800, extension 2060.
You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 1130 when our teaching time will continue. Or join us at 1030 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.